Uh, Amanda, you don't sound sleepy yet, but is it going to be a tough one for you? Uh, I don't know if it's going to get sleepy or just giddy. So I like giddy. Mm. Yeah. This this could be real interesting. Well, yeah, thanks for giddy, staying up Amanda. late for us. Oh yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, my uh, my boyfriend might have other thoughts on that, but <laughs> but it's okay. He loves you guys. So does he? Nice. Yes, Ezra is his favorite. We were just having what? an argument over who the best is. <laughs> you don't wait, wait, wait! That so stoked about it, Ezra. <laughs> I mean, that was cool, but but then Amanda was like, clearly, you took the con side on that. So, <laughs> well, Alex said that I was his favorite, so Alex has to be my favorite. Oh, yeah, mutual cool. favorites. All right. Well, you can tell your boyfriend that he's my favorite now. So <laughs> I want to I want to make sure I hang on to that. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about submarine fights. I'm your host. Always have been, always will be. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, uh, recording live in Portland, Oregon. And I have a great panel with me today. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Vodka, vodka, Armageddon. Now I can speak in English. What? The camera went in your mouth and came out translating. (laughs) I had to write the words mouth zoom, and I'm not sure I liked that I wrote them. <laughs> it's a mouth zoom. It's a classic. Just a classic genre. mouth zoom. You really know that's a good movie because it got mouth zoom in it. I mean, I am glad they did it because if I had had to read the whole part of in, uh, the whole thing, it was in Russian. I would have been annoyed. <laughs> I think Sean Connery's <laughs> just like, "Hey, we need to fix this because this uh, this this accent is not working for anyone." Yeah, like, you know what, Sean? You just do as many lines as you can in Russian, and when you give up, we'll just mouth zoom. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today, he's at Anthony Lopez. Part two on Twitter. Uh, Also in Portland, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez. I I would have liked to have seen Montana. (laughs) (laughs) I just know I'm not ever going to get around to it, but it's a thought I occasionally have. It's uh, it's, uh, it's the inverse of whatever a bucket list is. Like something I just know I'm not going to get around to. Don't really have a desire to. It's, it's like, like stuff to not bother bucket. with before I die. I feel like yeah, that's yeah. like that's like my um uh ten yogurt punch card list because it's yeah. not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm never gonna get to ten. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, is it too obvious just to call it a fuck it list? Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, honestly, at this point, it's like I feel like uh, someone's just gonna make a video game set in a Montana, and that's probably gonna be the closest <laughs> I'm actually gonna get. Just. Whatever, like some weird people in France, their version of Montana. That's what I want to see. You know? <laughs> yeah. Have, have you seen Montana? Oh, I killed some great zombies there. You know, I've <laughs> seen uh, California's version of France, like in Disneyland area. Sure, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I like that probably more than the real place. That's well, yeah, not true. I, I might go to uh, I might go to the Las Vegas Montanaville Casino. Oh yeah, Ooh. I bet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God. <laughs> A huge empty space yeah, exactly. between each table. It's not very efficient, but it's a lot of space. Montana is beautiful. I, I, Montana is a, uh, a well kept secret. I, <laughs> yeah, because they killed the last guy who wanted to go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he died for really no reason, uh, just to keep him out of Montana. Uh, he had such clear goals. He wanted to ride a horse. He wanted to marry two yeah. women. That was that cook's that cook's goal. That cook was just like he heard him say Montana. He's like this motherfucker is not getting to Montana. No matter what else happens, he was a mole, but not for the Russian government. For Montana, his goal was to keep people out. 
that makes they're a lot everywhere. Of sense. But, they are. but I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Sam Neill got to go to Montana in his backstory as uh, as uh, his Jurassic Park character. Dr. Grant, yes, spent the time in Montana digging up those dinosaur bones. Very thorough backstory. It's, that makes it's sense. It's actually how Spielberg sense. found him. He was doing uh, some, you know, like location scouting, and he found Sam Neill just deep in the dope. <laughs> All right, and like, also hey, what's today. up? No, go ahead, Amanda. Finish your bit. It's like, hey, what's up? Montana's my favorite place, isn't it yours? Yeah, that's how everyone who lives in Montana started. <laughs> they just they got unearthed from the bones. It, it you, becomes very like one of us. Yeah, one of you us. don't choose Montana. Montana chooses you, and you have oh. to be there. Anyway, also join us today at Amandable on Twitter is uh, her Twitter handle in Boston, Meh. It's Amanda Linebaugh. We should definitely get the order of Lenin for this. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like he didn't get. I don't know if Tim Curry really knew what qualified for that. You know, he's just like throwing that out. Where it's like it's like yo yo. That hat you're wearing, Order of Lenin, straight up. <laughs> you yeah. just thought it was cool slang. That's not legally binding. It's just some doctor told you. Like, Anthony, great opening. You get the Medal of Honor, I promise. <laughs> no. By the power vested in me by Skype Mobile. Awesome. Now, just let me take this second key. Don't worry about it. It won't be a thing at all. <laughs> it, 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 I mean... Yeah, that was weird, right? All right. Yeah. Anyway, so much to get into. So this is episode number 404 of the podcast. <laughs> we have now done as many episodes as the number of... Um... Sorry, just one second. My notes aren't loading. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I know they're here. It's just, maybe I didn't type it right. Let me see. Pretty good, Alex. Pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not good at acting, so when I write myself a script to act for a second... I get really nervous, and then the mm-hmm. fact that you got it right away made me feel better. Well, it's because I was, I was, I was, I was gonna try to put one of those jokes in. I was like, oh, I'll just wait for opening. And I was like, oh, no need. He's got it covered. <laughs> I, I definitely think the first take wasn't very good, but when you had us back it up three times, so you could do it over and over again. That's yeah. Uh, that was great. Right. You'll cut we saved this in the out, edit. right? There's yeah. no way for me to prove that didn't happen. <laughs> you got me. Anyway, speaking of technology not working exactly as it was intended, this week. We're talking about the hunt for Red October uh, because it's wet month. It's wet month, you guys. Uh, and and what Yay. is what could be more wet than almost dying in a submarine? They were pretty dry for most of the It was movie, mostly guys. dry, although uh, Alec Baldwin threw himself into the sea. Yeah. yeah. And, As he should always do. And there was some, like, light leaking. Yeah, he got a <laughs> pipe on him, yeah. you know. Pipe you can you can buy it. products for that, can't you? Lightly. <laughs> <A> lightly. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, there was like so they got splashed when they opened the door to let him in. Mm. Um, was the wettest. I mean, Alec Baldwin's shirt was the wettest we got. I think. Uh, he he won that that wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that young Alec Baldwin. <laughs> what was great was he dunked into the sea, came out, hair still perfect. The craziest thing about Alec Baldwin <laughs> is we really didn't appreciate young Alec Baldwin when we had him as young Alec Baldwin. Like, so it makes me wonder now, like, who is the young Alec Baldwin of our era? Oh. You know? Who's I like, mean, who's did, gonna... did we not appreciate him, or were, was it just that all of us were too young to appreciate him? Yeah, I didn't appreciate much in 1990. 
I mean, I, I, I was pretty drunk for the early nineties. You so. think you think Alec Baldwin <laughs> got enough time to appreciate being young Alec Baldwin? That's really what I want to know. Uh, one yeah. thing I think, actually I think about Alec Baldwin is that I think he's always appreciated being Alec Baldwin. He seems like he knows. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he just looked down the line at his like eighteen brothers and just knew he hit the jackpot, right? He just looked <laughs> down. We, which one? I mean, he definitely is the best actor, but which is the one who got arrested for running through a hotel yelling his own name while he was naked and high on coke? What's his name? Something Baldwin? It was that sounds, tape. It that really sounds make it easier. Like, a, like a Billy move, if you ask me. <laughs> All right, naked Baldwin running hotel. Uh, is it safe to search? It might. It, <laughs> Wait, Siri? It, it might have been Daniel. Daniel looks like. Yeah, that's what came up. I didn't even know there was a Daniel Baldwin. He is <laughs> the second eldest of four. No, Baldwin's are like Sonic. You can literally put in any <laughs> name in front of it, and there's one of those out there. Is there a pinball Baldwin? <laughs> Pin Baldwin? <laughs> I think you only need them. Um, yeah, this is so. This is a, a 1990 film. Who else is it? It's got Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, Scott Glenn, Scott Glenn. James yeah. Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as uh. mentioned, uh, Sam Neill. Peter um, Sosgoad? Which Sosgoad's yeah. the villain? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, uh, Tim Curry. and hey, Tim uh, Curry. And I think mostly on the cutting room floor, uh, Gates McFadden. Yes. Yes, from, uh, that's right. That's right. I don't... Who's Gates McFadden? Uh, well, She's Dr. Crusher. Yeah, on, on Next Generation. And like she like uh, got like pretty much all her scenes cut. Uh, and so it's a very dude-heavy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a, oh, a dude-heavy movie. For They're like sure. the ballast that allows like the, 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 the subs to sink. Just dudes. <laughs> yeah, if you have to surface really quickly, throw some dudes off your movie. <laughs> you got enough. <laughs> Just explode to the surface. Phrasing. Uh, <laughs> if you want to, so this was voted for by our meat buddies, like all of our wet month topics. So if you want to become a meat buddy and have a, a say in what we watch, uh, go to read-weep.com and click on the donate button, and you can uh, become a meat buddy and get an immediate voice in what we're talking about. Um, September. So this is we have one more wet month movie. And we're also going to have some sponsorships open up real soon for Sponstember. So um, you can also join the mailing list at readjustweep.com and you'll be, have a chance to uh, uh, sponsor an episode. We'll send that email out here shortly. Sponstember. And then, of course, it's The Rocktober. And which rock movies we talk about, that'll be up to the Meat Buddies. So get in there, get ready to vote. Let me summarize this film for you in case you haven't seen The Hunt for Rock October. Um, guys, feel free to jump in if I say anything incorrect or stupid. Um, <laughs> Or if you just want to interject. I guess yeah, that, made, like that made it so negative. Jump in <laughs> any time it helps the show. Mm. Uh, Soviet naval <laughs> captain Sean Connery has just taken command of the Red October. A brand new submarine with a cutting edge magic engine that moves silently through the water. But like of course, a caterpillar engine? They call it a caterpillar, yeah. Which is, you know, known for being real fast and stealthy. Well, definitely not loud. <laughs> you can agree with that. Right? That is true. Mm. And actually, so this, this, uh, the technology that that this is based on um, has been demonstrated, but is incredibly slow. Uh, so mm. we can do this silent engine. It's just it is very caterpillar-like because, boy, it moves slowly. Oh yeah, that's 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 the cool thing. Uh, it was not um, uh, declassified at the time that the movie was made. <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was U.S. technology, not Soviet technology. Yeah, and uh, um, 
apparently the, uh, there have been Japanese prototypes since then that are the most uh-huh. like the, the the biggest ship we've made with this was from was a Japanese ship. But yeah, just apparently terrible idea. Very uh, turns <laughs> takes a ton of power, moves very slowly, but super great, quiet. Great MacGuffin, not great ship design. <laughs> it turns out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I tried my dance. It sounds like Amanda, like you might understand this. It, I tried so hard to understand it, but apparently it involves magnets and then putting electricity into the water so that it shoots through the magnets sure oh man i guess i set you up for failure <laughs> no, on that one. i'm so sorry no, uh, sorry i don't actually understand the me- the mechanics of it i just understand the nerding out about classified and declassified things <laughs> well uh, my, yeah my, the, amanda you're like our senior science correspondent you like yeah. we, we we look to you for everything with science <laughs> I can't believe uh, you should you should not rely on me for engineering things ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> First rule of science: yes and. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What? I totally just said, sure, that sounds right. That's did, the yeah, first rule of did, science. Yeah, nailed it. You did good science hard, but you did yeah, science. You science the fuck out of it. <laughs> uh, I am literally the best engineer on this show. And you certainly Agreed. are. So apparently the, the, the Caterpillar drive was using uh, magnetohydrodynamics. And, uh, oh, you just, just got a magneto in there? Yeah, sure. Mag- yeah. <laughs> magneto got one there. Notice him? He's paddling. <laughs> this is really hard. Um it involves electrification of water and then it's directed by a magnetic field. Um, anyway, prototypes exist. Actually, I do want to nerd out more about the declassification because that's a fascinating part of this whole story and um, partly how I got into this whole thing. So we'll talk about that, but let's continue with this. Okay, so there's this really slow, inefficient new submarine engine. So Sean Connery takes the sub out for a test drive, but once he's at sea, he murders a sleazy guy with his bare hands and points that submarine <laughs> towards America, where he plans well, si- to give side it note, as a gift. He blamed it on the tea. Yeah, and he blamed yes. it. Well, which is fair. <laughs> he slipped on his tea, and like the Russians, are like, all right, that's a thing that happens in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. I like, there's so much tea everywhere. It's every, a very yeah. dangerous Everybody's cover. lost someone. It's sad, but what, what are you gonna do? Can't stop drinking tea. In Russia, you just read first cast of death and don't look into it. <laughs> well, I mean, the captain wouldn't lie to us all. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. Sean He's so trustworthy. He's very famous yeah. in Russia. And also, you know, who would want to mess up this trip? They've still got that new submarine smell. And <laughs> this is a really nice time. Who wants to ruin he that? He let body? us sing that nice song. We're all feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> that great moment where they all sang in Russian and uh, American submarines could hear it because... Uh, uh, they, we listen very closely, and the Russians are not super careful. Yeah. Anyway, so he, he's, he's got the sub, killed the one guy who could stop him, and he's like, this sub is a gift for America. What a guy. So the next day, a shockingly competent CIA analyst <laughs> wait, named wait. Alec Baldwin. Meanwhile, America's like, oh, I didn't uh, didn't get you any. Oh, that was <laughs> awkward. <laughs> How would you like Montana? <laughs> Uh, so so uh, a, sh- a shockingly competent CIA analyst, played by Alec Baldwin, is looking at spy pictures of this new submarine, and you can immediately tell from the doors that it must have some, some sort of magic stealth mode. So the U.S. <laughs> freaks out that, that we're about to get nuked, and uh, what because obviously he can't see what's in Sean Connery's heart, right? That's the real problem. Mm. Yeah. It, it's sort of like text messages. Like, when you build a super secret submarine, it's hard to tell intent. You know, you, the, you also, the, the you tone also is not the- clear. The one bit of uh, character building for uh, for Alec Baldwin doesn't like bumpy airplanes, right? And can't sleep on planes, um, <laughs> and doesn't like when they're bumpy. So Alec Baldwin, the person who has a daughter and doesn't like sleeping on planes, 
<laughs> immediately is thrown into the heart of the U.S. military operation uh, because the U.S. has just noticed that the entire Soviet Navy has dispatched to kill their own submarine and turn the Red October to the Red Wedding Tober. Oh, oh. oh that's not great. nice. It's not great. I appreciate it, Amanda. You're still my favorite. <laughs> anyway, so they decided to do that because uh, apparently Sean Connery sent a letter to his boss saying, hey, I'm stealing your submarine and defecting. I just still go back. You know, there will be no going back. Before we sailed, I dispatched a letter to Admiral Bedoran in which I announced our intention to defect. In the name of God, why? When he reached the New World, Cortez burned his ships. As a result, his men were well motivated. Because just like when Cortez arrived at the New World, he really knew how to team build. <laughs> well, I, I just love, like, the, hey... You can't fire me. In fact, you thought you had given me a promotion, but I quit. Uh, <laughs> letter. I like, it's a, I like it's a little move. different, yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it really angers the Russians, so they all go out trying to kill him. And then, um, oh, also meanwhile, there's a bunch of stories. Meanwhile, an incredibly smart music nerd aboard a U.S. submarine uses his super hearing and, and smarts to hear the stealth mode sub, even when it's in stealth mode. So magic foiled i mean that's one of the weird subplots of this is like unbelievable engine that can change the way warfare works two minutes into its first test drive the americans figure it out yeah i really, mean if you like classical music you can pretty much hear a stealth submarine you could tell it's, yeah you can tell well, a stealth submarine a, from whales humping it's a it's a cold war movie that made by americans of course it's like haha yeah <laughs> yeah a better summary of all of this is just american competency porn yeah, it, and uh, I've actually I've been I've been reading a book on the history of the CIA, and we were dumb. So I'm just not oh, buying yeah. this uh, competence yeah. that's happening at every stage. <laughs> um, although we were pretty good at making submarines, but anyway, so they they foil that. Then a bunch of the subs chase each other around the ocean. It's pretty exciting. Um, uh, America's trying to protect Sean Connery from Russia, who's trying to kill their own submarine. But then it's they're trying to not look like they're trying to save him. Uh, anyway, it's very stealthy and largely underwater. And so because this is the thing about a stealth. And like a, a submarine fight is that it's almost all just described by people with headphones on. It's just them going, oh, we're very close. Oh, a missile's about to hit us. Oh, we should drive differently. But it's just a lot of like describing a war, sort of like a Shakespeare play. There's a lot of like them standing on a hill describing the battle that you're imagining, you know? Mm. Or, or being in the next room of someone playing video games yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i guess it's like or- god damn it i'm down <laughs> well, yeah, we're like battleship i guess is even better just listening to battleship in the other oh. room. anyway so oh. uh eventually we win because camp capitalism is great and so we get the submarine and we uh, uh let most of the russian officers come to america to hang out in montana except the one guy who gets shot by the cook in a weird subplot that doesn't matter much and we give them all as many wives as they want. And uh, we even, as a bonus, dupe the Russians into thinking the submarine was sunk and that those officers were killed and deserve medals. Go capitalism. And then yeah. Sean Connery yeah. says a fake quote from Columbus. And the sea will grant each man new hope. As sleep brings dreams. At home. Christopher Columbus. Welcome to the new world, sir. 
and uh, Alec Baldwin falls asleep on an airplane. What a great story. And then he gets recast as Harrison Ford. Exactly. He's just... <laughs> I was going to say that. He's so good at it that they immediately replaced him with Harrison Ford. <laughs> Which is great because they want Harrison Ford the first time. And Harrison Ford is like, nah, I already gave him too much screen time uh, to Sean Connery in the last movie I did. So. Yeah. So then he came back. He was like, uh, yeah, let me know when he fixes Sean Connery problem and it can just be Harrison Ford. <laughs> Prove the series and then I'll show up. I don't do any upstart series. This is all the, uh, in case you didn't know, the Jack Ryan series of films. The next one is Patriot Games. Um, and then uh, the other one. And then, then more. S- and then s- what? Some of All Fears was the Ben Affleck yeah. one. And I then they did a I think there's Chris Pine one from like two years I ago. I believe that there were ago. two. I thought there were two before Affleck took over. No, so there's Patriot Games and uh, uh, Clear and Present Danger. Is that oh, yeah, one that's of them? it. Both two Sean oh, Connery a, yeah. ones, and then Affleck, and then yeah. that weird Chris Pine movie, and then Amazon. I just saw a trailer a few weeks ago was doing a Jack Ryan pilot or series oh. with uh, Jim from The Office. What? This is this no. Is, I think, really? I'm gonna yeah. say yeah. It looks like this is the just the most boring character, right? Yeah. Like, it's, well, it's I've read a couple more of the books, and he becomes president later on accident. <laughs> Um, so the one thing I'd vote for. We all know what that's like. Well, one of the <laughs> one of the fun things about yeah, the Russians got a, a tape of him pissing on a bunch of <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> 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 fun thing about Tom Clancy is that he just hates politicians so much, including in this one, where the the politician has like three lines, and one of them is like, "I'm a piece of shit." <laughs> um, but uh, so what happens is the way uh, Jack Ryan is like. Uh, agrees to be whatever the 15th in command or the 15th in line for president is. And then there's a bombing at a political party that kills everybody but Ryan because he's like outside at the time. And now he's president. So that's a way to get soul survivored. Yeah, he got soul survivored. And the, and the, the way it's like it's, it's the way for Tom Clancy to let him be president without him ever having to be a politician. It's so gross and so stupid. Uh, I really liked this book. I read this book before I saw the movie, and I loved the book, and so I thought I would read some more Tom Clancy, and it turns out I don't actually like most of them. But, I mean, this is brilliant, but uh, after this, it gets pretty weird. And Yeah, I've yeah. played a lot of uh, the video games inspired by his work. Oh. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of rainbow numbers. Yeah, a lot of the Splinter Cell stuff, which is this whole weird thing, because, like, the the company the French company that owns that makes those game owns his brand for games forever like they bought oh, the name so like his estate hasn't had anything to do with it for years but they still release Tom Clancy works fairly regularly interesting uh, which is a very weird huh. dynamic oh uh, just a weird thing in general the more we've talked about this the more I like Jim from the Office as Jack Ryan because he really is yeah. a dork and. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> All these other actors are too cool for Jack Ryan, in yeah. my opinion. It would be well, great if he had just Jack Ryan just mugging all the time, where he's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, those Russians. Well, I think Jim is great for there. There's this scene in every Jack Ryan movie. There's a sequence when some like military general or someone is talking to Jack Ryan, and then Jack Ryan leaves, and he's like, 
can we can believe we're listening to this egghead? Yeah. And someone's like, do you know who Jack Ryan is? Let me tell you about this thing he did years ago and why you should respect him. Yeah. And the guy, like, respects him later. That's literally, like, that scene's in all of these. And there's no character I would not want to listen to and think is more of an egghead <laughs> than Jim from The Office. Yeah, it's so a good casting. That scene's going to be great. There's something about Alec Baldwin that I just want to listen to. Anyway, so this is that's the book. Uh, that's the movie. So now it's time for our compliments. We have to actually, before we go any further, we have to say a compliment. We like to compliment at the beginning and the end. We call it a compliment sandwich. That's how we sound like fair and legitimate criticism. Ezra, I'm going to make you go first in our compliment sandwich today. What is your major compliment for The Hunt for Red October? So I am like 80% sure that this is the source material for Under Siege, um, where a cook like has to like take back a submarine i think it's just the other like this is like someone saw this oh. and like oh man what if this was just told from the cook's perspective <laughs> i have not seen under siege but i like i'm into this pitch i'm buying this movie that you're selling me right now it's i mean it's literally like it's die hard on a submarine oh okay die hard on a submarine. Uh, yeah. but with steven seagal but yeah it is literally like if Alec Baldwin was the bad guy who came onto the submarine, and then the cook was there. It is really – that's a really cl- interesting point. It's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. and I guess – sorry. It turns out actually it was a battleship, so nearly uh, the same. But they, I know they're under under deck for most of it. It still holds up, guys. Still good. <laughs> yeah, and the under part of a boat is underwater. Totes. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Under Siege 2 where they're on a train. Anthony, um, how many other movies are uh, Die Hard on a Blank? Oh, well, dude, that's a whole genre. I mean, it's got to be a whole genre, right? Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. For a, a project a little while ago, I, I got to interview Scott Rosenberg, who wrote Con Air, and he was like, the studio came to me and was like, we want to do uh, we want to do Die Hard on an Airplane, but we don't want it to feel like Die Hard on an Airplane. And uh, he's like, and then I was watching it recently, and it, it looks like Die Hard on an Airplane. <laughs> like, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Green Room is technically Die Hard in a... In a racist punk know. show? Yeah, but it's like that movie is done a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. It's a great where, genre. Where, yeah, where would you guys like to put Die Hard that yeah, there exactly. hasn't been a Die Hard yet? Die Hard on a... Oh, man. Okay, International wait. Space Station. Good. <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, wait, isn't that... I think that Alien? exists. I think that's called Lockout. Lockout? Was that a good <laughs> I'm joke? I'm pretty sure... I'm, no, it's, it's not a joke. I think, I'm think i pretty sure you should check out the movie Lockout if you want to see... Uh, oh. I think uh, that's that's more uh, Escape from New York. Oh, you're right. It is Escape from New York <laughs> on a space station. Okay, I take it back. Different su- uh, if I'm, subgenre. If I'm pitching a movie, though, what I want to see is Die Hard on a Magic School Bus. Yes. So I want him... Like, like shrinking into somebody? Yes, I want him to like have to escape from Jack Ryan's body. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of more like speed, though, Inside of yeah. Arnold, right? While never uh, going under 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Die hard on a speed bus. <laughs> <laughs> How fun. many of these movies can we mash together? Yeah. yeah. Um, can, we, can we take it With try the in rock, a ball pit, the guys? The rock needs to be in it. Well, the rock is, of course, in it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like in a ball pit or in a Chuck E. Cheese, can we do that? <laughs> Die, hard, <laughs> Die hard in a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> the animatronics turn <laughs> against you. Oh, even better. Oh, get some Gremlins action in there. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> a little spooky. I do like the idea of just like Die Hard in any other movie where they're like, they're running through a hallway and you just see Die Hard fighting his way out behind you, but then he just, like, you're going opposite directions. You're like, oh, keep Die Harding. So I, I, I don't know if you guys realize, but like, it, the director is the Die Hard director. Um, yeah. And this totally is just like 
what would it be like if we gutted uh, John McClane's backstory and made him kind of perfect and made it really easy for him to do most of the things? Wait, yeah. uh, uh, the, uh, Hunt for Red October is? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's directed by the so same director. Yeah. John McTiernan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, you were... T- Anthony, was this the one you got excited about, right? Because you, yeah, you, uh, you did Predator, the, Die Hard, and Hunt for Red October in three years? Yeah, all back-to-back. And like, oh, wow. That was a John solid McTiernan. couple of years. He's got I'm some... Kidding. I mean, I, I mean, I really like his, you know, Last Action Hero, I think, is a really good movie uh, by him, too. Uh, I really like Thomas Crown Affair, Crown Affair. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a good movie, but I loved it. Yeah. That and but that no, I mean, one set piece the, with the Nina Simone and they steal all the paintings is yeah. one of the best. But that I, that run of like Predator, Die Hard, and Hunt for Red October is, is in three unbelievable years. Dire- yeah. run for a director. And then yeah. he went to prison? <laughs> Pleaded guilty, per- guilty to perjury. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Shit, yo. And, yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's why John McTiernan doesn't really make movies anymore. <laughs> well, that's maybe kind get, of sad. Maybe I don't want to have that good of a run. Um, I'm, I'm not that I was in any danger of having that kind of a run. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think you're all right, Alex. I could, but, but, but you are in danger of perjuring of yourself. Yeah, I'm always in danger of that. Uh, Amanda, you're up next for the major compliment. What's your uh, major for this? Major, major compliment. Um, uh, I love this movie unabashedly. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're in a lot also, of argument it... from this panel today. Maybe we could have had somebody who didn't like it. I, I don't like. I mean, I think I've abashedly like. Okay, it. sure, <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, uh, keep going, Amanda. Though, but yeah. it it gives me a chance to feel superior because I've been on a submarine <gasps> while it was underwater. Yeah. Um. Well, no, only uh, partially underwater because you had to get in it. So. Mm. Oh right. <laughs> well, but but it didn't, it didn't dive while you were on it. It did not. No. But it was like an active duty submarine, not like a decommissioned one. Yep, an active duty one. That's awesome. Because there's a decommissioned one in Oregon at the Science Museum. Yes, so Ant- that I've been cool. on, Anthony? Yeah, I went on a few times as a kid. So it's at OMSI, and it's there's this it's this uh, multi-million dollar war machine floating on a river. And I have also been on it. And that, that very submarine appears in this movie. Oh, no, no kidding. Way. That's yes, really cool. That submarine, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as you, because yours was active duty. But the submarine that Anthony and I have both <laughs> been on is the one that explodes out of the water in that scene. Oh, when sweet. it surfaces, they used this decommissioned submarine that is at OMSI now. That's really cool. Isn't that neat? That. It's a it. it's a diesel sub, and they're pretending it's a nuclear sub, which is super ridiculous, according to the guy who's <laughs> giving my tour. But uh, <laughs> I it's fun, and actually, yeah. so OMSI gives you can get on like n- short tours all the time, but once a month they have a nerd tour where someone who knows a shit ton about sonar and all the tech on this old sub will take you around and answer questions all day long. Wow. Oh, man. That is, like, my dad's dream. I know. Mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, it's so great. Uh, so when were you When were you on an active duty sub? Uh, that was when I was about 10 years old, and I lived on a Navy base in Spain. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's and, crazy. Yeah. And Children's it, uh... shoulders. Soldiers are getting younger and younger. <laughs> yeah. I'm we... surprised that you joined the Navy at 10. This doesn't seem <laughs> like it has the kind of adventure of... you'd want. Filling you full well, with like sugar and cocaine and putting you on a sub. <laughs> Children are the right size for a sub, though. That's true. That's, That's true. true. No it's argument. real small in there. Yeah, you, you could have twice as many kids for the number of bunks. <laughs> exactly. You so was your were your, was oh your dad? Because you said your dad loves this movie. Was your dad in, working on that naval base? 
Yes. Yeah. My my mom was in the Navy too, but she got out uh, before I was born. So. Oh man. Uh, they were they were both in intelligence. So. Oh shit. Oh. My. They, they have. Dad especially has feelings about Jack Ryan. So. <laughs> would Would your dad ever go away on a trip to say like maybe get you a bear and come back looking very well rested? <laughs> Man, when he comes in with that bear and he's all he's so torn up from that whole adventure, his daughter should be like, mm-hmm. Dad, you could have bought one once you got home. Like, relax. <laughs> I don't think you're taking you good care of yourself. You didn't have to fight an actual bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, man, maybe we should talk about this more off the air, but my father was in the Navy and he was stationed in a submarine base in Spain. And Oh, cool. Not when, not when I was alive, uh, mm-hmm. but be, pre-me existing. But there's mm-hmm. some... Also, my my dad claims. Oh my just, god, our dads might know each other. Our dads <gasps> might know each other. <laughs> There's no way. Dad, my dad buddies. My dad claimed that he used to uh, um, he used to just uh, uh, clean the area around missiles. And I mentioned that to someone else who had been in the navy, and they were like, "Oh shit, he was intelligence," which I don't think is true, <laughs> but that's what people have told me. Oh, that's wow. hilarious. Yeah, I like that. I'm not sure if that's true either, but yeah, I don't, that I don't sounds like something. <laughs> Oh man, I bet our dads would get along so well. <laughs> you guys, you guys gotta have a dad date set up. Yeah, All right, and we then, have like... to blind date our dads. We'll send them to go get on the sub with the, the nerdy tour. And ask questions, yeah. My my dad uh, mostly worked on the uh, the dock. He, was, he did, not, did not like submarines. He was a little claustrophobic, but he worked uh, oh. around them. He worked on a sub tender. Um, ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. Wow, Wait, you guys, sub tender. <laughs> Like a Tinder just for some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. he was just swiping them. <laughs> You're down there for a long time, man. <laughs> it's a very lonely place in a submarine. All right. Well, besides uh, Amanda, you still being my favorite, I think we should get back to work. My I, my major compliment is that uh, sonar is fascinating, and this the the version uh, the in this movie, like the guy who hears sounds and just knows what everything is. Um, like, because he does, so this is at a point where they were starting to use computers to identify the sounds, but he's, like, smarter than the computer. And then later, when they're like, oh, there's a, that sounds like a, well, first he's like, that sounds like a, this submarine, this class, whatever. And then later, they're like, that sounds like a torpedo in the water. And he's like, uh, oh, it must be a Russian one, because it's moving, it's got a higher pitch sound than the American. I just like a person with that great of hearing. Super interesting. He could just, they can hear that the doors have opened, but the, or that the doors have closed, but that the tubes are flooded. As a guy who's heard a lot of stuff, and I thought that was super cool. And the way I got, the way I actually found the before I, I'd never seen the movie growing up, but I read the book because it got it was mentioned in a physics class as being uh, when he was talking about sonar. He was like, if you actually want to learn about sonar, they give this book to people in the navy because it's so good. Ooh. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, he's apparently he got like three things wrong. Otherwise, the navy would have thought he had a lot of still classified secrets and they were really worried about it but he got like just enough wrong that they believed him and so they like give this to new recruits in sonar and then they like fix three things and they're like now you can hmm. re- drive a sub sweet <laughs> <laughs> probably not that that that's all it takes yeah it's super interesting here's your own sub <laughs> i like the idea that he just listens to whales humping too that's fascinating this is so much going on you know you do you <laughs> You do, you and you get to have like a fun, embarrassing story about the one time you played a sound really loud. <laughs> yeah, that That's was so fun. funny. He was so embarrassed about having played his music really loudly. I'm like, that embarrassment does not exist in any of my neighbors. 
Well, maybe we had like a office worker who had a story of one time he was blasting Kid Rock from his cubicle too loud. Right, he know? thought it was on headphones, but it was actually yeah. on speakers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just love the sonar stuff. I think it's so interesting. That's my major. Anthony, what's your major compliment? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I was a little with Amanda here that I, I was kind of scared at the beginning of this episode that I was feeling a lot of, lot of sass being thrown this movie for Oh. Uh, and I, I think this is a fucking fantastic movie. I, yeah. think, uh, I like it quite a bit. There's a lot to really like about it. Uh, and but one of my major comments is something you were kind of uh, making fun of it for at the beginning, Alex, is that, oh. like, I really love, like, competence porn done well oh yeah 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 like movies about characters constantly like being one step ahead of you like this is a movie that i think is like it's really intriguing to watch the first time because it has a lot of twists and turns and like these characters are just so good at what they do yeah and there's like it's it's they're always like outsmoting every situation in really creative fun ways um I just I really love that element to it. Yeah. And especially not to like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to not always like read in the world around you when these uh, when things you watch. But like seeing people like in government being competent is a nice thing that you don't get to see a lot. <laughs> I mean, it makes right me now. laugh. And that's Some why good escapism. Is, yeah, exactly. I like it, it. It cracks me up, but also is great fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, mean, I do. I do another thing about that is I do love um, sly diplomacy. Like I love the shit eating politician at the end being like, "I, you know, I'm lying to you. I know I'm lying. To oh you, yeah, but I'm gonna give you this new line. You should have told us next time. Like I love. Oh that, like, yeah, that the that the, kind of the dynamic between the politician and the Russian ambassador is so fascinating. And mm-hmm. and I think probably has a lot of truth in what happens in actual diplomacy, where people always yeah. know other people are lying but can't admit yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating. I thought, and I, and I thought the Russian ambassador guy was a great, yeah, was such a fast, fun character. And yeah, and that's the uh, same uh, ambassador from uh, Lethal Weapon Two, right? The diplomatic immunity guy. Oh man, so, is he a real ambassador? <laughs> no, I think he was just a typecast evil face. I don't know. <laughs> Just got resting evil face. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah I I didn't. I mean, I, I, it's interesting. You thought that was going to be all sass. I don't know. I'm sure there are great criticisms of the movie. One of which, I, obviously, is there's no women in it. But um, yeah. So, but the fact, Amanda, if you're fine with it, I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, I, I, we'll just wave our hands and say it's of its time. Yeah, sure. I, I have other issues we can get into later. Like, you really wish Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery kissed at the end. I yes. wish they had like more than like the one scene together. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But on the flip I mean, side, we got to see Alec Baldwin do an impression of Sean Connery, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Wasn't that when Wait, he was? Did I, did yeah, I miss w- this? when he was climbing through the uh, when he was in that gunfight with the cook, he's like climbing through the rafters, and he's like making fun. He's like, "Oh, just try not to shoot anything on oh, the submarine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing like a little impression <laughs> of Sean Connery. That is it's nice. so right, funny. Right. I mean, if I if I did have to knock this movie for one thing, you do. In like, fact, let's do this. Everyone has to knock I, this movie for one thing. Okay, like I I like Alec Baldwin. I think he's a great actor, and I definitely think we didn't appreciate young Alec Baldwin <laughs> enough. Yeah, but like Alec Baldwin, like shooting a gun is not believable to me. <laughs> at all. Like, Alec Baldwin doing action hero stuff, I don't buy at all. I, yeah. I think it, like it looks really silly at the especially there's like a, a scene at the end of this movie when he's like. That scene we were talking about when he's doing the impression, when he's talking to himself, it's very much like 
the scene in Die Hard when John McClane is in the air vent and he's like, right. come on down for a vacation, have a good time. Like, it's that, like... <laughs> yeah. And the way, like, John McClane feels like a guy saying that and Alec Baldwin is like... Then he's going to punch a dude? No, I don't buy it. I just... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's... The, the best parts of this are the tense submarine standoffs. The gun battle and the, does feel a little beyond him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's also like he he can't handle a, a bumpy plane ride, but he just launches himself into the sea. Yeah, it's just it's a weird character like development. They're like, we got to make him not good at something. Yeah, and, yeah. and then like, well, I guess now nah, that's that really hinders us. All right, let's make him good at that also. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, that's a fair knock. Everyone else has to do one knock. Ezra, what's your one knock on the film? Uh, I mean, I, I'll I'll already take the like the they should have had the characters that we want to see together together from one yeah, time definitely that it would the, them together was really delightful and mm. like sean connery's line where he's like oh i read your book it came to a lot of wrong conclusions oh mm-hmm. uh, i like that because that was like competency back at each other they were like competitive yeah. competency porn oh and when the you mean you mean dick measuring <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a way to say it if you're not nice or i guess if you love <laughs> dick measuring then it would be nice but <laughs> Yo, guys, this is a really good dick measuring we have going on there. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too. This, this episode is sponsored by the Dick Measuring Council. <laughs> uh, we, they have very strict rules on what you, what units of measurement and where Ooh, to start. Yeah, what do you think the best? What do you think the best unit for dick measuring is? Millimeters. <laughs> yeah, definitely something that sounds like it's a lot of num- a lot of numbers. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, good it's... news, guys. I got five thousand. <laughs> It uh, seems like once you get on the professional level, we're really probably only talking about small differences, really. You so know? it has to be a pretty fine measurement. See, that's that's when yeah. you're going to break out the calipers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah of course, science expert would have some calipers. I I can tell you the worst unit Who of doesn't? measurement, Ezra. What? Stone. That's, you think that's, that's weight. Just, that's, I know. That's that's, what I'm, but well, a weight is a measure. Yeah, we that's true. See, you think that'd be like that'd be just like, kind of disheartening? Where it's like I got like point like zero eight point stones, zero, zero eight one stone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much a stone is. What? How many stones are we? Like a few? Uh, I think fourteen pounds is a stone. I think roughly that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No one. No one wants to measure their dick in stones. No. Point <laughs> oh 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I don't know I what it weighs, so I don't actually know. Stoned and then measured my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That is much more reasonable. I think that's the traditional method. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what, uh, Amanda, what's your one knock? Yeah. Um, I don't like the beginning of this movie. It's real slow, and the whole Sean Connery pretending to speak Russian is terrible. Yeah. Like he's really bad at it and just doesn't emote at all. I don't think it's just him being very Soviet. I think no. he just was like fuck this Russian business, uh, I'm not emoting at all. If there's one thing we can gather from Sean Connery's filmography, two facts we know. He has a very <laughs> hairy chest and he's not going to try with the accents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's so fair. many movies in which he could have done an accent and just no. In Highlander, he's supposed to be Spanish, right? Oh, I mean, it's yeah. just, oh God, yes. It's insane. <laughs> he's never given a fuck about that. I mean, uh, th- there's something about not trying. I mean, I, this is like a bad lesson for kids, but like, it's way cooler for you to not try and fail at something than to try really mm-hmm. hard and miss. Yeah. If you're good enough, mm-hmm. you don't even have to try. Yeah, that's what it is. If you're good enough at another thing, you can get away with not trying. 
Um, I guess the one thing that I think is, this is a small knock, but the Cortez quote, and then later the, the end is like a Columbus quote, but it's not real. But yeah. it's so it's a fake quote anyway, but it's like the end of the movie is like, welcome to the new world, Columbus. I don't know. Those are just weird heroes for a, a Russian submarine captain to have and for anybody. I mean, they're just weird heroes. Propaganda, man. <laughs> it's for what is real. <laughs> I mean, definitely the whole thing has got a lot of propaganda feeling to it. But that, I don't know, just strikes me as a little strange. Um, that's the best knock. I also, I, I think that, I mean, it actually happened, I believe, but... People smoking on submarines is so weird. Right? Yeah. Like you're... Only if you're a non-smoker. Otherwise, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was weird that he was like, this is the op- my time to smoke. My first smoke should be in this situation. Um, but, uh, yeah, just like you're you're paying for every bit of air. You're just going to burn some of it? Should everyone just have, like, um, like the nicotine patches? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's actually a pretty good idea. Hmm. <laughs> You and the Navy in the 70s have a lot to talk about. (laughs) I'll get right on that. I mean, I I do like that the smoking adds to, like, the smoke set feel to Mm -hmm. it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's like what the characters would be doing in this situation. And it also, like, goes to, like, make those, like, submarines can be so boring to photograph. And I Mm. I love the way, like, the colors and, like, the way... yeah, everything is like set like the the blown out waste bunch of the lights look. I mean, uh, the, yeah. the the fact that submarine movies there are so many of them and uh, many of them are enjoyable is weird because it is a bad place to set a movie. Yeah. Like you can't see anything mm-hmm, outside of the mm-hmm. submarine, so everything is coming through the one smart guy with headphones. They're well, super cramped. Uh, the U boat one though, you guys see that one? Like U five seven one? No. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I like that one a lot. They had to, like steal it, I think. They'd like steal like a steal another sub. It, it, that, uh, that was pretty good. It, it was uh, World War Two stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna. I mean, I enjoyed this so much. I'm definitely gonna go on a little bit of a submarine movie binge. I think yeah. coming up here. Like, yeah, what is this? U five seven one Crimson Sky Down Periscope. Das you know boot. the classics. Um, D- Down Periscope was the parody. I don't know if you guys got that. I did joke. not get it. I could tell you no. you were doing your joke voice, but I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was paying attention because you said Crimson Sky, which I think was a video game, not Crimson yeah, Tide. Yeah, Crimson Tide. <laughs> Damn it! I blew it. I'm blowing it. Snakes haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. How much they hate it. All right, everybody. Today's episode is sponsored by our fabulous Meat Buddies. We have two Meat Buddies that I want to thank today. And uh, th- these are both going to be super fun. So uh, first up, uh, Bridget from Cleveland uh, became a Meat Buddy recently. And instead of a compliment pile, she opted for a pep talk. Ezra, your specialty. So Bridget from Cleveland uh, said, I wouldn't mind a pep talk. I just moved to a new city for a new job. So Wait. So, so is did she move to Cleveland or did she move away from Cleveland? Great question. Because uh, that's really going to affect what I say. Is it? Why don't you make yeah. a Cleveland neutral pep talk? Ah, oh, that's all. There's no such thing. Because I, I know two things about her. I don't have that much mileage on the name Bridget. <laughs> new job, new city. You do know that like she's obviously good at getting new stuff. Yeah, or she got kicked out of Cleveland or she got like... Um... But look, okay, you got kicked out of Cleveland... 
that's easy. But finding a new city when you don't even have a good recommendation from your old city, that's tough. <laughs> if she if she's not in Cleveland because she got kicked out, like she sh- if she rolled into like uh, I don't know Chicago, tarred and feathered. I mean, that's way more impressive. I mean, she probably all right. Okay. Hey, hey, Bridget. Uh, you know, I know you're covered in tar and feathers, all right? And you don't know anyone in Chicago yet. It's tough. But here's it's the a thing. tough life. Uh, I bet there's a lot of improv troops that would love to have you. Uh, like, good, good tar and feather uh, crew members are tough to come by. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's probably, like, some kind of chicken-based uh, uh, fast food place that's like, that's, like, native to Chicago that would really love to have you passing out flyers on the outside. Uh, I mean, just they did, you know, whether you're from Cleveland or not, uh, they just, they won't even see you coming. You know, you're just gonna, you're gonna get in there. You got an extra layer of warmth, uh, for when it gets cold with those feathers. Cause I think that it's stuck on there good. And, and, and gosh darn it, you're, you're going to do great. Uh, I hope, I hope you enjoy wherever you happen to be right now. Ezra, do, uh, or let's say Anthony, do you want to add something in case she's going to Cleveland? <laughs> I I think, you know, whether you're coming from Cleveland, going to Cleveland, here's what you got to know. Cleveland new Rocks. New city, Cleveland Rocks. Uh, new city, new job. Why stop the new there? You a, no one knows you where you're going, right? You have no preconceptions. I say nuke your Facebook page, nuke your Twitter profile, and start Ooh, over. Just wow. get a new haircut. Yeah. Get a new affectations. Head. You know, new style pick up some new habits and like and hobbies you know like I be like a it. whole new you really reinvent yourself think about you know that movie that got made a lot in the 90s of like that kid going to a new school and really reinvented himself yeah as like a cool kid and then everything turned around and then they found out you know wherever you go there you were and you can't really get away from the person you were Try to do that, but without the self-realization. You know, just go <laughs> and be the better version of you. That's my advice. Amanda. Do you want to add anything for new jobs? You seem didn't you've changed jobs recently, uh, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, I have. Um, gosh, advice for a new job. Um, as long as you just um, seem pleasant enough at everybody else. <laughs> That be, has been be pleasant my at tactic. People, Bridget, that is the best advice we have for you. <laughs> oh, you, no, you don't have to be nice to them. If you just have put a, a, a smile on your face as you're walking around the office carrying a clipboard, looking like you're busy, then solid. people will think that you're great. <laughs> I, uh, and in yeah. case uh, new job, new city is code word for prison, <laughs> punch someone the first day you're there. That's my advice. Also, definitely be pleasant at people in prison. <laughs> Also, Bridget, if you if it turns out that you're actually going to Cleveland, uh, I would love you to make a detour to Cuyahoga Falls, uh, oh. just nearby, and go to Mr. Bulky's, where they sell uh, bulk <laughs> candy. And I went there because my, my uncle lives in Akron uh, when I was like 10, and I loved it. <laughs> so, is... Mr. Bulky's. Mr. Bulky's. Both perfectly named and terribly named. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how big are we talking bulk candy here? Are we talking um, like like a Halloween sized bag of candy, or like you need it, like? I a, mean, it's per pound, so it's really it's really up to your arms, Anthony. Okay, <laughs> like yeah, you know, whatever you want. It's like you know those like granola things at like a Whole Foods. Whatever you want, you know, you just you, if you want all the granola, you can have all the granola, Anthony. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I always say about bulkies is you can have as much as you want. 
Um, so for our second meetup, thank you so much, Bridget, uh, from or going to Cleveland. Uh, best of luck. I think you know how to handle it now. Our second meet buddy is uh, Julie Medore. And uh, I hope I did that, that right. one word or two? Well, pronounced like a Cockney person would pronounce mad whore. Is what, <laughs> what? She, what she told me. <laughs> That's the only... <laughs> You only, you that made it less that. clear. <laughs> I, I just like the idea of she's tried to explain it so much, so many times to so many people in so many different ways. Right. And this is where they that was she, what she settled down on. Wow. Yeah. I guess what I like about it is, it, yeah, it suggests I've spent a lot of time listening to Cockney people who are disrespectful, <laughs> and I haven't. Uh, Give it to me one more time. What? It, <laughs> The name, what was it? Were you trying Julie, to get Julie? To... Madur. Would it be Madur or Madur? Madur? Madur. I'm trying to think Cockney in my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you have to say Julie normal and then Madur in, I think, is in it, a wait, Cockney Wait, is it just Julie accent. like Govna, actually? <laughs> so Julie Govna uh, says this. Um, Julie requested a compliment pile, but she said specifically, I'm from Quebec and I'm an English to French translator, and I would just love to be complimented in French. So uh, uh, I'm going to give you guys... Uh, I, I think Beau pantalon. Ed... <laughs> okay, good. That's a good one. Right? Thanks, That's Docker's good. commercial from the 90s. <laughs> I, right. Oh, God. I'm afraid if I try to say anything too complex, I'm going to end up like offending her wildly. That um, is very possible. I brought in a special... I brought in a special guest, actually, to help with this. Uh, so <laughs> my wife, Megan, has been studying French recently, and she's a little uh, shy about it, but I really want her Aww. to do it. So do you have something nice to say to Julie? Oui. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. You're nailing it. What, what do you have to say to Julie Madar? Vous êtes très intéressant et intelligent, et j'aime votre style. Uh, I'm assuming that there was oh. intelligent and interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was the last part? She probably likes her style. Likes style. Alternatively, yeah. uh, uh, maybe like, yeah, ah. yeah. I, there was some high school French in there for me. Thank you, Megan. Good, good, so good job, Megan. That was awesome. That was really good. Uh, I, I thought that would also give Ezra a chance to do some Googling and find some yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. French phrase. <laughs> Amanda, do you I, have one? Um, Wait, Amanda, did you study French? I uh, Yes. French is actually my mom's first language. I should what? know more French. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm full of surprises. I cannot speak French to save my life. I can understand it fairly well, but saying it is a whole other thing. You're not in that thing. situation now. Could you, uh, <laughs> not Damn to save it. your life, but to make Julie's day, could you speak French? Uh, we? Oui? <laughs> uh, Our second timid we of the podcast. Most things that come easily to my mind in French are actually insults. This is what happens when it's a family oh, no, language. Wait, 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 I got it. I got a perfect solution. Just say it to Julie's enemy. Oh, good God, uh, yeah. Uh, oui. Uh, <laughs> how do you say enemy in French? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, well, we'll I know just... me- méchant is mean. So I guess uh, personne méchant. Perfect. Would be like a me- mean person. This is the personne méchant. Uh, Sorry. To yes, to les enemy de Julie. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. What's, what's a really oh, good one? Enemy is literally enemy, so you, you're good there, actually. Yeah, je déteste uh, tes enemy. But 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 of course it is. Obviously, <laughs> I, I knew that. <laughs> je sais. <laughs> oui, je sais. 
uh, oh god, what's the beginning of the sentence? Tu es, uh, no, vous, vous avez uh, les uh, tasses de pioche. Ooh. The and <laughs> the, uh, subtitle for me. <laughs> it's it's uh you have uh hard heads. You are stone headed. Oh nice literally. I do like that. I got that yelled at me a lot. Wow. <laughs> Your mom is not that nice. <laughs> it's less threatening when it's in French. <laughs> well, Julie, I hope that helped. Yeah, uh, Julie, play that I... loud from your windows. Let them know <laughs> that they have hot heads. What, what your terrible French-speaking American friends will uh, yell at I, I don't know what to say about Julie besides she has a certain je ne sais quoi. You did. Uh, you managed. Yes. You did. You pulled it off. There I think uh, no, elle ne regrette rien, you know, like uh, like Edith Piaf. I think she lives oh, a, a, a en rose, I think, as well. <laughs> Is uh, that literally, did you just type French into Google and that was the first thing that came up? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she's very Amelie. Um, <laughs> I, you're, you're, uh, you're Brie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Double Brie. <laughs> Which is not quite Double Brie, I haven't met her. Um, anyway, Julie and Bridget, thank you guys so much for sponsoring the show. If you want to become a Meat Buddy, go to readnextweek.com, click on that fat donate button, and uh, even just a small donation will make a, a big difference to us. So we would love if you could become a Meat Buddy, and you can get any one of these games, Compliment Pile, Two Truths and a Lie, Bad Pep Talk, or whatever else you're into in a short segment. So thank you guys both, and thank you to all of our Meat Buddies. Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies. Me buddies, me buddies, me buddies. Now it's time for lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So lightning bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be a combo breaker. I had to do something. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's the first rule of science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this shit up. So uh, for lightning bonus round, I just have a couple of quick questions. Um, first up, we actually kind of this kind of. I was thinking about this because we were we were riffing before we even turned on our microphones and we were just chatting today. But um, uh, a lot in, in common between submarines and spaceships. And Ooh. I guess my general question to you guys is just how do you? Because I've always thought that I could I'd love to go to space, but I would never thought that I'd love to go to, you know, earthly water space, um, the penultimate frontier. And so I feel like I couldn't do submarines, but I could do spaceships, but they're actually more similar. So my question, I guess, is could you do either one of these or how would you fail to survive in a confined space where there's no oxygen outside? How, how's my how's my Internet connection? I'm Good guess, question. I'm going to guess bad. Okay, okay. Have you sorry. Seen, have you tried to use the I, Internet in the sky? Okay. <laughs> Different question. Could, did I have time to load up my uh, my like iPhone like on like Amazon Prime like downloads and stuff? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say okay, so I'm gonna say the internet is bad, but yes, you remembered to bring some movies. Okay, okay. are we traveling like via submarine or spaceship? Is that like a oh, that's just a question. Like a commercial airliner thing, or are we like crew on a spaceship? Slash... Yeah, do we have to work? I would assume that those are two spaces: submarine and spaceship, where basically. If you're there, you're working. What about that movie Passengers, where there are some passengers? <laughs> uh, good pull. Um, 
<laughs> Clearly, I saw this movie. On <laughs> short notice, I'm very familiar with this. Um, I, uh, well, I guess, does it matter to you? Because I, I, I feel like uh, if I was working, it might even be more interesting because I'd have something to do. Because I, like, I get super bored on planes. Hmm. Oh, I actually, actually really like that plane setup. I like, and I actually like Bart pretty well as well. So, like, I, oh. I think I'd be good if I didn't have to do much and I had my phone. Uh, Man, I was on a flight yesterday I, and it was fifteen dollars for the internet. So, wouldn't that change your opinion? Did I, uh, well, I mean, for the whole fifteen dollars for like 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 a year or so in space is pretty good. I think. Well, that's true. That's like that's that's cheaper than I currently pay for my monthly. So, well, that's fair. Yeah, I guess so. Um, also, so, didn't so work is, on Chromebooks. What a what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> is this realistic space travel? Is this like yay no gravity space travel, or is this like there's a holodeck space travel? Ooh, yeah. Can I get a uh, Raptagino? <laughs> I mean, nice. I guess I guess yeah. instead of you asking questions of a hypothetical I haven't made up, why don't you just tell me which one you would and would, which one you wouldn't do? That well, one. I want that one. Yeah, I mean, we we have to have like. Yeah, obviously, I'd go for the holodeck over yeah. being trapped sure. in a tube full of dudes. That yeah, they have to be comparable in terms of. Like, Wait, hold on. The doing. dude tube. A dude tube. I yeah, obviously oh, no. the answer is realistically, even if there's a holodeck. You're going to be in a dude tube. It's just no matter where. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, wait. Yes, does, does, but if does there's this... space, there's spacemen and not semen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good point. Sorry. Good point. I had to make it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Does, does this trip pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. None of them do. There are more stuffed bears than women on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. Some if something goes bad in a like a spaceship, right? Like it's it's pretty much the whole craft is usually gonna get taken down with it. Is that necessarily true with the submarine? Like if a back end of it gets damaged by something, right? Is oh. everyone on it? Oh, it could be down? even it could be even worse because you could end up in the one compartment with air, and oh, then you're just trapped yeah, in there sunk. until oh. there's no more air. Oh yeah, because yeah, like the way that the situation, I think, can I think go I'd rather bad. just explode. Oh yeah, yeah. Catastrophic, catastrophic failure does seem better than slow, torturous, painful death. Yeah, oh. yep. I mean, you guys played Lemmings. There's always an option to explode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's always an option. <laughs> Except what they don't tell you in the game is that lemmings don't naturally explode. The Disney filmmakers forced them to explode. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, terrible, but yeah. also... Uh, but you know what? Uh, you just made all those lemmings death worth it. 60 <laughs> years later. That's a real weird deep cut. Yeah, that was an interesting... I'm, I was surprised I that not... I was saying it. I did not get yours. <laughs> you didn't get it? No, I... Oh, the, anyway, uh, there's some really sad podcasts I've listened to recently about the the myth of lemmings killing themselves and how they don't actually do it, but Disney film producers forced them to, like, threw but them it, off yeah. a cliff to make it look like they were killing themselves so they could get the oh. footage of them dying. Did you say several podcasts? At least two. <laughs> All about how many lemming death podcasts do you need, man? I'm trying. To, I've definitely heard it. It's it's been referenced on two separate podcasts. I'd say in the last in the last three months that I've listened to. I know one of them huh. was a ninety nine percent invisible talking about nature documentaries. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the other one. Um, hey, you're not on trial here, man. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney is. <laughs> I wasn't I, trying to get into the minutiae. Yeah, I do. I feel a little like defensive <laughs> that like. 
because uh, so much of my like what I know in the like what I think I know is stuff that I've heard on podcasts and only vaguely recall. And so the <laughs> fact of you calling me on whether or not it was two podcasts or one is just like really embarrassing to me. So oh, I just I just like the idea that you just went to iTunes and just searched lemmings. And just <laughs> went from there. I'm always interested in what the news is. Yeah. Um, What's cool with the kids these days? I feel like either way, I'm not going to be able to make it on one of these. I think the only way I could do space is if it was like in that Elon Musk cartoon that he did about Mars where he's like, oh, it's two months, but there's like zero gravity sports and you just have a great time. It's very big. Like when that's happening, when it's, when it's like that, I could do it when it's like laser tag in space. I can do that (laughs) when it's, uh, yeah. When it's three dimensional laser tag in a submarine or in a, but only if it's big enough. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I I find it unlikely, uh, that I would be able to do it under any like reasonable circumstance anytime soon. I mean, I do I get you... I get car sick, so the idea that I'm gonna get into space, I mean, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna be space sick. Right? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but you get over it. Well, I mean, are you boat sick or uh, train sick? Like, are you are you walking sick? Like, like there are some transportations I think that you're just fine with. Bike sick, die hard, but walking. <laughs> <laughs> die hard on a large empty sidewalk. Oh, actually, Die Hard on like an escalator would be pretty dope. <laughs> it would also be pretty short. Yeah. All right. Like how a about real di- tall escalator? A really big moving walkway, then. Sure. Yeah. The like the whole Las Vegas Strip. Ooh. Takes place at the Denver International Airport. You're trying <laughs> oh, to get God. from one side to another. Oh, I'm into that. Uh, die Hard is like, oh, these choices of food are not as good as I would like. <laughs> oh no! I just accidentally described Daiho too. Does that take place oh. at the Denver International <laughs> Airport? It's definitely an airport. Yeah. I think it's on the East Coast. Um, all right. So, question number two, Amanda, you mentioned my first email to you that you said this is your dad's favorite movie. Yes. Um, your dad slash my dad. Um, yes. <laughs> it does feel like a, I, I mean. I don't know if my dad has ever mentioned this, but my dad has definitely watched a lot of submarine movies in my presence. And I guess I just wanted to, like, maybe... Um, what, are, what are your dad's favorite movies, Ezra? Ooh. Uh, not like this is a personality quiz. You don't have to... Like, if you don't know, I'm not going to be like, you're a bad son. I mean, just, like, do you have any <laughs> memories of, like, watching something with your dad that's really specific? I mean, like... I mean, definitely Star Wars and like uh, oh, yeah. and like all the Indiana Jones. Well, not all the Indiana Jones, but like mm. Raiders and and uh, and Last Crusade for sure. I mean, like if I'm looking at like what the VHS tapes we had, those are the ones that definitely got the like like Last Crusade and like uh and the you know the original trilogy. I think were got a lot of play. Yeah, like he would watch those on his own, and then you'd be like wa- wandering, and he wasn't just like showing you. He liked I, I mean, like stuff. I watched them a lot and like asked to watch them a lot, but like my dad also worked for like, for, like oh yeah, Lucas he worked for Lucas at the time, time. Yeah. so or yeah, Lucas. so. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at Lucas Arts. He was at the, at the in the games division. Yeah, I forgot Ooh. about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, but so I mean, like, I don't know if that was like fun for him or not, because like I guess that is kind of workish. But like, yeah, your I son's always walking in and be like, "Hey, can we watch your work again, Dad? Can we, <laughs> can we make you feel like you're still at the office?" <laughs> I mean, it must be nice actually to watch it at home because like when Lucas is not there to ask you for compliments <laughs> every few minutes, <laughs> super needy, George. <laughs> No, 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 no. Everyone loves it. Fine. It's fine. You did a great job. No, we really <laughs> did want you to remake that one. We just, we we were just all so sad that the movie existed without that scene with Jabba the Hutt. 
Yeah. I'm just glad you didn't have me go through and change that other thing, too. Oh, God, I should not have said that out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, George, you're right. That totally will be better if we redid it now. Uh, uh, Anthony, do you have a, a, from your parents, from your childhood, do you remember like a movie that your parents liked? Uh, you know, my mom has a handful of movies she likes over and over, uh, and would watch over and over. My dad's always kind of just been, uh, wants to see something new. He doesn't oh, like really rewatching a lot of movies. He would just rather see something he hadn't seen before. So mm. I don't recall him watching a lot of movies, but my mom has like, she'll watch a lot of stuff too, but she has like six movies. What, like what's one of the movies in her, in her, in her uh, six? It's a Wonderful Life, if it's oh. any time during the holidays. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. likely going to be on. My folks definitely uh, had a couple movies like that that were, like, seasonal. Like, every time yeah. it was on TV, they would watch it. So we definitely watched that every year. We watched uh, The Ten Commandments, or at least part of yeah. it every year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my mom's a big fan of, like, While You Were Sleeping. She watched <laughs> that, that a lot. That's kind of a problematic movie if you get into it. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt it at all. But here's the, the thing. The my fact mom... that somebody was watching you sleep? Yeah. Is that what that movie Well, that's... Done? Not kind of. <laughs> I have not seen this. Uh, no, it's not a good one. But no, my mom doesn't really think about problematic things in movies. She thinks about Peter Gallagher's eyebrows and mm, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, sure. Yeah, she's got a big eyebrow thing, huh? Yeah, I mean for that guy's eyebrows, they're out of control though. You ever seen them? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Did you just Google search big eyebrows? No, I just Google searched the movie, and so I just looked at the poster, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's that guy with the big eyebrows. He's famous yeah. for those eyebrows. Good for him. Because sometimes you think, like, giant eyebrows, that'll be... If there's one thing you can't do, it's star in a movie. But he <laughs> did it anyway. Yep, him and Eugene Levy proved yeah. them all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, what's what's that woman's name who was in Paper Towns? The model? Oh, Clara Devine? Is that who it is? Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, Suicide Squad. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got some substantial eyebrows. She makes it work. Let's hear for eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> it's necessary Clara, to Clara keep Devine. sweat out of your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom really likes the movie Ghost. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> as a deep cut. I think uh, Heart and Souls also, I think, was a, one that she liked a lot as well. My parents watched uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of older musicals, a lot of like Fred Astaire. I remember like, that's the kind of thing that I was like walk downstairs and they'd be like watching Fred Astaire do something cool. And then you look at the <laughs> like way my you Fred Astaire was there. <laughs> Sorry, I only heard neither of you. Um, Ezra, <laughs> Ezra I was saying, and like Fred Astaire was actually there, like just doing something cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, they were. Uh, and by by like, yeah. um, you guys were talking about your favorite movies. Oh, I was talking about my favorite person that my parents kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, and Anthony, he, what was, Anthony, what was what a riff? you say about Fred Astaire? Oh, it's because he he would. You know, he goes downstairs really fancy a lot in his movies. So, like, watching he that does. while going down the no stairs. No one walks downstairs like bad. that guy. Fred yeah. goes downstairs. <laughs> That's what he called stairs him. Stairs in his name, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then imagine doing it backwards and in heels, too. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Roger falls downstairs. <laughs> what were your dad's other favorite movies, Amanda? Uh, all of the Bond movies. Oh, mm. did he have a favorite Bond? Uh, well, Sean Connery, obviously. That is, sure, that is yeah, the yeah. true dad Bond. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I grew yeah, up watching yeah. the Bond movies. Except, Dad would fast forward through the parts he thought were uh, too intense for small children. <laughs> which sure. was yeah, 
mostly very confusing. I had no idea what was going on at any time during the movie. Like, <laughs> well, they're in space now, and now they're not in space. Okay. <laughs> so was it violence or was or oh. sex? Because like, I, I feel like the sex scenes, you'd be like, oh, now him and that woman are not enemies anymore. Yeah. Or now they're enemies or, again. Like, it seems like it'd be pretty easy at figuring that yeah, out. Yeah. Da- so, you know, dad's very American. He fast forwarded through all the sex scenes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could be a lot worse. Mm. I feel like uh, Sean Connery may have been the dad Bond, but Pierce Brosnan was the mom Oh, Bond. definitely. Yeah. I, my mom would agree. <laughs> Although, <laughs> Daniel Craig is my Bond. <laughs> oh. oh. I think, yeah. I mean, Timothy Dalton is the one true Bond. <laughs> I do yeah. kind of love <laughs> Timothy Dalton, yeah. <laughs> I, I have not seen enough of these. Da- I just like having a weird opinion about that. <laughs> Timothy Dalton's Bonds are cool. They're really different and uh like they're just cool movies no one really talks about them a lot all right people. what i meant to say was george lazenby <laughs> is the one true bond no 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 my favorite clearly now is charlie's Theron. Ooh, oh. good answer mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say idris elba is the one true oh, bond. god if um, only yeah, I was gonna say Woody Allen is the one true Bond from <laughs> I, the original that, Casino Royale. I did see that. Or I tried to get through it. I didn't get all the way. It's not great. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, no. Well, uh, I think that's probably all for that. That's lightning bonus round, you guys. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Sometimes we lightning end last, but sometimes we just end. It's time for the minor compliment. That should be our other slogan for the show. No, sometimes reason. we just end, and sometimes we end on a laugh, and sometimes we just end. Those are our two. Two <laughs> and they go together. Anyway, so it's time for a minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order. Anthony, you're up first. What is your last nice thing you're going to say about the hunt for uh, October? Uh, oh, we said a lot of nice things about this movie. <laughs> yep. um, you know, we made uh, as we made a joke about it at the beginning, but like the the um, the pulling in, uh, pushing into the guy's <laughs> mouth and pulling the, out the mouth zoom. The, yeah, yeah, the mouth, the zoom. mouth zoom is is a cool thing. That I always forget this movie does every time I watch it. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, that's just such a clever way of doing that. And a lot of movies do, have done that transition since then. Uh, they'll, like, steal it. Like, someone will be writing in German and it will transition into English or something. Um, but this is the first time I, I think I ever saw it in anything. I like and it. I, I and I like it better great. than just, like, they just speak English with Russian accents. Yeah. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like, look... They're talking in Russian. You're dumb. You don't speak Russian. <laughs> yeah. We'll just tell you. Well, I mean, it's a great literal, like, you know, just use of, like, visual mm. language. Like, it communicates a thought so clearly to you. Totally. Without ever addressing it mm-hmm. in any way. Uh, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm into it. That's a, good, that's a good minor. My minor compliment is uh, that, like, the happy ending of the movie is that he learns to sleep on planes. That's <laughs> literally the last thing we see. That's the takeaway Aww. of the movie is that he couldn't sleep on planes and now he can, which is, it seems like maybe a small thing to end such a big scale movie on, but boy, it is useful. If you can sleep on planes, your life is slightly easier. I can sleep on planes. It's not bad. Oh, yeah. that's great. I'm, yeah. Because when you, like, I can't usually, but when I do, it's like time travel. Mm, You're mm-hmm. like, I'm just at this new place and literal travel. It's great. <laughs> it's like, time and it place travel. Ever addressed in any of the later movies? Like, if you watch one of the Harrison Ford movies, on the plane. yeah, and he can't sleep on a plane, be like, "Hey, you can't retcon that. <laughs> you fix that." All the later Jack Ryan movies, they're like, "Man, you look tired. Get in the back of this plane. I'll just tootle around the block, let you get some sleep." Oh, he's a plane baby. <laughs> he's a plane baby. <laughs> he can't sleep without being in a plane now. 
There's a lot more gas to just take a short plane ride around, but it's worth it. Uh, Amanda, what's your minor compliment? Uh, my minor compliment is that this movie allowed me to hear uh, a really terrible sort of punny joke. Um, so I was I was Ooh. telling uh, my boyfriend about the Hunt for Red October. He'd never seen it. I was like, "It's great." Your boyfriend? He's not. No, my no, he's Ezra's he's favorite. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just saying, like, oh, it's it's awesome because Sean Connery plays a Russian, and you have no idea that he's a Russian. Really, he just does not even try to be Russian at all. And his res- his response was Sean Connery, more like Sean Comradery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I uh, I'm pretty lax about compliments usually, but this one is ju- <laughs> like you you said it allowed you to hear a pun. Yes. It was. The compliment for the movie is that it opened the space for you to say something nice about your boyfriend. <laughs> I don't, I don't that usually a, compliment that him. That is a straight on up his, minor compliment. Is, yeah. yeah, right. It's very minor. We said so many it's nice the things. <laughs> if you, you know what, actually, I'm, and I'm only going to allow it because of the way you said um, it allowed. Like your your, your hook into it was no, very thank good, you, so you thank made you. it work. Because <laughs> the answer I mean, should be no. You can't do that, but you made it work. <laughs> I mean, just think of all the things that had to align for you to hear that. Exactly. Thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right. Ezra, what's your minor compliment? Uh, I mean, I I feel like Tim Curry is kind of like the like the like the ginger ale, I guess, maybe, of actors where I just I'm always I'm always like just pleased when I realize mm-hmm. they exist still. And like mm-hmm. just see like I, I it's I guess another airplane thing where it's just like I don't don't necessarily go seek out ginger ale in my normal life, but when but you do it on airplanes, when, mm-hmm. oh yeah, absolutely. I that too. That's my. I don't like it in real life, but I like it in the sky. I'm not sure why. Yeah, oh, it's tomato thing, juice. Right? It's like when it's free. Oh, I will also sometimes mm-hmm. do tomato juice, but only yep. in the sky. Yeah. It's. I think like our our free drink consumption is very different than our normal life. Yeah, consumption. that's interesting. <laughs> is, is that revealing yeah. our deep secret desire to drink yeah. a little bit of ginger with a soda, or is it that we hate it so much, but <laughs> when it's free, it's all of a sudden reached its peak value? <laughs> It's weird though because we can get other things that we would, in theory, would enjoy. I don't know, I, well, um, but yeah. Also, but I, guess... I love coffee. Airplane coffee is oh, terrible. God, yeah. Whereas ginger ale is like pretty average for ginger ale. It's like <laughs> yeah, not worse. It's pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's worse. something your body just knows you need at high altitude. <laughs> like you're not even like aware of how it calms your stomach a little. Well, bit. Well, it does. You know? Yeah, right. Isn't ginger? Uh, I I remember this from a, a MythBusters. Like the one. Like a super effective natural remedy for motion sickness is huge amounts of ginger, and if you mm-hmm. buy like yeah. a, the drama mean natural, it's just a huge ginger mm-hmm. pill. Yeah. And it and they tested it, and it super worked under sci- like relatively small scientific yeah. conditions. Yeah, it, it, it's a pretty so. decent thing. Yeah, I don't think the the tiny cup of ginger yeah. ale is going to do it for you though. Sorry. <laughs> no, probably not. But crushing maybe it's hopes a, and maybe dreams. It's a psychological. <laughs> yeah, thanks science. <laughs> you always bring that around. Second rule Good of yes science and. is if you like something, it's mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, yeah. First, yes, and second rule, Alex is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, basically, Tim Curry is great. He is. Um, and it made me remind. Well, one, it made, it made me remember about Clue, which Yay. I love. So, Alex, mm-hmm. I, I, I was saying that I wanted us to do a um, uh, like a board game month at some point. Yeah, where be like Clue and Battleship, and um, I don't know if Hungry Hungry Hippos <laughs> is a movie yet, but we can wait. Um, <laughs> Settlers uh, of Catan. We can wait. <laughs> we can wait. Uh, Man, but also, I, would, I, guess, I would love uh, to see a Settlers of Catan movie. My favorite part would be when they build a city out of just three logs, two rocks, and a sheep. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to make just it work. put the sheep on top. The sheep it's is fine. just going <laughs> to... The city is yeah, built on sheep and logs. 
<laughs> I decided to sing halfway city. through that joke, but yeah, no, it was uh, yeah on the on the rock and roll, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're Good. gonna do a board game month. I think it's gonna be super fun. Definitely, we could do Clue and Battleship and Jumanji. Could Jumanji's kind of fake, right? Only watch one ending of Clue, though. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. And then we can all, and then we got to figure out which one, who had the right one. Yeah, who had the canon ending? <laughs> Using just questions. <laughs> I don't. Know. Uh, Jumanji's not a real life board game, so I don't know if that. It is now. Right, but I don't know sure. if we, I guess we could then. If if it if it is now, then we could go that direction. Yeah. Didn't they make not. two Ouija board movies? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, have made at least one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's but I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to call. Uh, a Ouija board, a game, because it's more like a device for contacting dead people. And it's not. A I mean, it's not why a not game. gamify the undead? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, just I don't know who wins. We all win if we talk. Uh, talk to dead uh, yeah, people. Co- yeah. Communication is the is the real like yeah. you know the prize Aww. for everyone. Yeah. Um, Even yeah. in your jokes about board games, you sound like a no. <laughs> Alex. We all win if we talk. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I know, I know. I'm if you see something, say something. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for our show. Next week, we're going to be talking about Yuri on Ice. Hi. So we are going to be closing wet month on a very dry water form. <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird decision, but it, it was very highly sought out by the Meat Buddies. This is the wasn't accurate, but you wanted it, you so did. you get exactly. it. That's, well, that's one thing about being a Meat Buddy is that if you tag something wet month, it could be about anything. And basically, wow. one thing we know about our audience is if there's an opportunity to watch a an anime where Hello? boys like each other. <laughs> They're gonna make us watch it. So uh, this is we're gonna be watching. It is a we, we watched all those. We watched those two seasons of that swimming one. This one is about I, figure skating boys, and they like uh, each other. I mean, it's nice to like each other, right? It's nice to like. Um, it is uh, apparently somewhat controversial for the way that it depicts um, the main the, the two protagonists' same sex relationship. Oh, is it because like like ice skaters are actually very competitive? Is that why? And like they wouldn't really like each other that much? No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, a great guess though. Solid guess. Uh, is it because they call Lutz like Axel's and Axel's Lutz's? Probably. I mean, I haven't watched it yet, and I think there's no other possible thing I could come to the conclusion of besides that one. So that's probably what it is. So Yuri on Ice next week. Uh, Anthony will not be joining us for the Yuri on Ice because Anthony will be getting married next weekend. Yay. I will be indeed. Congratulations, buddy. Oh, Good thank you. Um, you're, and you get to miss this, so you're going to be getting straight married <laughs> and skipping yeah, I mean- out. I mean, we have two weeks on the honeymoon. I'll be watching Yuri on Ice. <laughs> Believe you me. I'll catch up. Yeah. You know, uh, fun thing about being on a honeymoon, I remember when I was on my honeymoon a few years ago, I like tweeted something on the second day of my honeymoon, and someone was like, why do you have time to be on Twitter? Shouldn't you be doing it? <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a, like, there's a lot of hours in a day. <laughs> I just really told him I can multitask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what makes it you really think I was depends, wasn't. I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long were the tweets? I guess is the real question. <laughs> and how good was the grammar? 
<laughs> How many hands were we using? <laughs> anyway, so that's where Anthony's gonna be the next few weeks. We're gonna be, we're gonna miss you while you're on your honey. Where are you, honeymoon? You're going to Hawaii, uh, right? Hawaii, yeah. I am. Classic. I like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you're still gonna be there for a little bit of wet month, so get wet, stay wet. Oh, that's the plan. And uh, also enjoy Hawaii during Spons-Timber. I don't know how to make that fit. Um, <laughs> but don't worry, you'll be back for the Rocktober when we're going to talk about Moana. So yeah, you get to be a little Hawaiian while you're there. So it's going to be such. It's going to be a great the Rocktober for sure. Oh, but I'm going to come back an expert on Moana. I can't wait to hear about it. Uh, and uh, thank so thank so that's coming up next week. Thank you again to our meat buddies, Bridget from Cleveland, either newly or oldly, and Julie Murohor. I can't do accents at all. It's getting worse. Um, it's, yeah, it's not getting better. <laughs> for sure. Uh, if you want to become a Meat Buddy and keep the show floating down the tracks, go to redistribute.com uh, slash Meat Buddies, and you can sponsor the show. Um, and also go to, join the mailing list. You're gonna find, or, or Facebook or Twitter will let you guys know when episodes are available, hopefully by the end of this week. And thanks, as always, for being here at Amandable. Yes, thanks for having me, of course. It was so, so wonderful I, to talk I, to you. I love always. being a part of Wet Moon. <laughs> I like that we may have made friends for our dads, so Yay. I'll send you an email follow up about uh, sub- submarine based details that's the um, most exciting email I'm going to get ever I think <laughs> Just submarine I details. think my dad already went to bed but I emailed him asking like some details that I can pass oh. along to you and uh, thank you at Ezra Fox oh, yeah. hey, Amanda what's Joe. your boyfriend's name? Joe, you're my kid. <laughs> you have just made his life. <laughs> Alright, well, it's been wonderful. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Psh. Nothing from nothing, leave nothing.